Welcome to the Peninsula Adventure Sports Podcast. A conversation about epic race adventures and outdoor activities from the waters of the Strait of Juan de Fuca to the mountains of Olympic National Park. Learn more about endurance racing on the North Olympic Peninsula. Hey, welcome everybody. This is uh, Tim Tucker and we are talking to Scott Tucker, uh, part of the uh, downhill mountain bike uh, portion of the Big Hurt and uh, actually downhill, uphill, across hill and everything else. Um, Scott, you want to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do with the Big Hurt? Well, uh, my name is Scott Tucker. I'm from Port Angeles. Do pretty much anything related to mountain biking. So uh, that's what I kind of help out with with the Big Hurt because I have no interest in the rest of it. I'll be honest. No, just kidding. Anyhow, um, so yeah, the I organized the mountain bike leg and have been doing so since we brought it back to life in 2015. Yeah, and and so for those of you, who probably some may know this and some don't, but you actually have a very extensive uh, mountain bike background and you actually have a, a legend and lore of your own on the peninsula. So uh, what's that place? Um, well, let's see, I've been hosting uh, downhill mountain bike races mainly for um, called the Northwest Cup for the last 15 years. I think we're actually added up the other day. We're up to 100 events by the first one next year, I believe. So done a bunch, uh, but predominantly downhill and on a different hill. Uh, you know, so the big, big hurt is um, more of a cross country type thing. And um, I also work for the DNR and we maintain those trails and expand that trail network and all that. So yeah, just, it's exciting to have people put it to the test once a year. Yeah. And, and you guys have done a great job up there. It's expanded much more than what the original Big Hurt route was. A lot of just actual bike only single track. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, and this is going to be once again, another new, like the best part of the route is going to be all new for this year per manually as I'll get to. They did a bunch of logging up there. So created wonderful viewpoints yeah. throughout the route. Yeah. That's it, thinking it's positive. Instagram heaven. <laughs> yeah. And so we, and with that, we had to create a new way for people to get to the top, which turned out a really fun way, turned out to be a really fun way to get to the bottom. Yeah. So that, uh, that brings to mind actually. So there's, uh, some of the Homer advantage is going to be out this year. There's going to be quite a new bit of new sections there. Yeah. There's definitely, yeah. One, like I think three mile, almost three mile, I, I think, I don't know from top to bottom. It's a, it's a long sustained trail. That's all new. Yeah. Which, which gets us actually into our, our, our first question, which is describe the mountain bike course. Got it. Well, it's basically, uh, an assisted cross country is what I would call it. Meaning you will do some, something in the area of 600 feet of climbing, but get 12 to 1500 feet. I should know this, but I don't, <laughs> but you get a, a bonus uh, in downhill elevation because you're starting up, up high like that. Um, but that said, like right off the bat, it's, uh, you know, the climb that makes it be called the big hurt right out of the yeah. Right out of the chute, a good half mile plus. Of just of, staring at your toes. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the course starts at the same place it always has. Um, and it uh, should be sunny there instead of shaded because there's no trees to the east now. So anyhow, so we'll start there and we'll do um, the the hill that everybody knows and loves. Um, once you get up the top, you'll do you'll turn on a trail called Fernoble, which is a mountain bike only climb, then downhill, really fun 
um, flowy trail. Uh, and then it'll link in with uh, Sunnyside, which you'll take to Freefall, which you'll take to Phantom Bear, and none of this makes any sense, but, but they're um, great if, names. if you do look at the map, it'll make sense, and it is all signed really well. And then I know that we have the route shared on the website, um, and we may do some more things possibly if I can get a chance to get up there and do some video action. Uh, but anyhow, then it... Um, goes to the mandatory viewpoint, which was new last year, and some people didn't take that seriously, so we're going to enforce that a little harder this can, year. Can you go into that a little bit more in depth since <laughs> we want to enforce it? <laughs> well, there's just... I mean, we talked about yeah. what a giant duck there last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an opportunity to force people to stop and enjoy the uh, the beautiful place we're doing this. And I think from that point, you can see the entire course. And I'm not just talking the mountain bike course. I believe you see Freshwater Bay and... Yep. And on and on. So, um, so yeah, the riders will come up and they'll be they'll go around this like it's basically a helicopter landing up there at the very top, and it's got a 360 view. It's a really nice place to have to man an aid station because, you, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Anyhow, so um, and then from there, uh, that starts a, a an initial really fun downhill called uh, uh, I five. Then a short climb back up to a trail called Off Ramp, and that's the one that takes you all the way to the bottom. And it's mostly downhill, wider trail. Um, just re- really, really a fun trail. It'll take you right to the parking lot, and from there uh, you turn into uh, you summon your inner roadie, <laughs> and take a gravel road down to Black Diamond, turning onto Black Diamond, and pedal that. Or actually, after you come to a complete stop. Correct. At, yeah. Yes. Yeah. At the red octog- octagonal sign there on uh, Black Diamond, take that down to what an, uh, another one of those signs where you do the same thing. You stop. stop. Yeah. And, uh, and then you go down to where my mother will be uh, yelling at you to take a right down through Blackberry Gully down to Valley Street where you'll take a left. And as you head north on Valley Street, you'll come, uh, come upon an officer, first several officers that'll kind of help you negotiate the labyrinth of downtown. And you'll end up into the, um, the finish shoot where if you're on a team, you head for the bell um, and then the beer garden. If you're, uh, well, I don't know, mountain bike leg, that's like 10 in the morning. Well, anyhow, and then if you're, uh, if you're an iron, uh, just roll right in and somebody will swoop your mountain bike away from you and you'll start getting geared up for the kayak leg. There will be a pretty, pretty detailed map on the website. I wouldn't try and do that if you're doing your practice run because you'll be breaking a lot of laws. So um, definitely just study the map and then follow directions on the day of the race. Um, which then brings us to the next part, which I think is is kind of the fun part about this course, which is how technical is this course? Well, uh, not terribly technical. It's only technical, I believe, based on how fast you're going, which is, a, I, I think, a good way to do a course that kind of puts responsibility on the rider to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the technicality comes from loose, rocky conditions, really. It's not, it's not super steep anywhere it's up or down there's not any drops there's no i mean it's very you know the majority of the surface is either embedded or loose rock and the loose rock is just something you have to be aware of but for the most part since it's a wide trail there are ways to to avoid that you just kind of have to there's options pick your lines yeah and based on how fast you're going is how tricky that'll be yeah and and for me when i think of technical in that particular course the, the you know there are some 
actually, if I were to say technical, it's more not dangerous technical, but like some of the lines that you can pick going up. There's some oh, yeah. little switchbacks that you're definitely going to eat some time if you don't. Totally. And yeah. you might find that some of those have been replaced. Yeah. We've got a, We've got a couple of reroutes in what I believe you're maybe even thinking of, if I'm reading your mind correctly, which I've um, done in the past. Yes. <laughs> <You know>. uh, <laughs> and it's figures? terrible, really. <laughs> yeah, right. No, anyhow, so it, uh, it, I think that, yeah. There's one in particular that everybody hated that it yeah. should be a way around it now that is cool. That's more good. Likeable. The, the other part to that too is uh, the, the make and break of, of having to make the choice because you brought out your inner roadie is the fact that there is some pavement, there is some dirt, making that decision between, you know, whether or not you want to go big on the dirt part or, you know, give yourself some more success on the pavement part and finding that bike. Right, and we could probably go to the stats on this, but I'm gonna, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm, when I'm thinking about the fastest people out of the course, I believe they've always been on a mountain bike. So okay. at the end of the day, so, I believe that's the case. Uh, you so know, that you, gets to my question three, though, Yeah, which I know you were going to say something, and I don't care. Um, <laughs> can I use a gravel bike? It sounds like what you're saying is, no, don't, uh, unless you want to be a loser. Of course you can. Oh, okay. No. Uh, you, you, you totally can. A gravel bike is appropriate. I don't think a cyclocross bike is appropriate. It's really not made for the kind of, for that kind of trail. It just, I, I've, um, done a little research on that and that is like, they're not good for gravel roads. They're not good for, they're good for what they're for. So gravel, a gravel bike would work cross country. I would put as wide a tire as you can get away with on that bike. Um, I, but you know, it'll definitely be some sort of a, it'll hold you back a little bit in the trails, but there, you know, there's a decent amount of it that is in the tuck position. So being on a, a drop bike wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like in the places that you do make the time are the hill climb and then the, yeah. the pavement going back. I honestly, I think the best move was, is a either hardtail or short travel mountain bike with more tire pressure than you would normally run. So there you guys have it. If you want to win the big hurt, uh, just go back to what Scott just said. And if you don't, then it's his fault. Okay. So you've, you've explained the technical, um, is there any other kind of advice around the trail? Yeah. I mean, if you have the ability, I would definitely go pre-ride it. Um, it isn't necessarily going to be marked until, um, later down the road because markings have We've had a hard time keeping them up there for a variety of reasons. Um, but the, the, again, on the website, there's going to be a GPS and you can print the map and it should make sense just with that. But so definitely if you can pre-ride, do it. Um, and then beyond that, you know, we've had in the past, like it's, it's not just, have you ever ridden a mountain bike before? You know, there's a riding a mountain bike on the Olympic discovery trail. And that's not really anything like you're going to see here there's a like i've touched on the loose loose rocky yeah. dusty conditions it's really slippery so um if you have you, you know for some reason you can't up, get up there and ride the course you should go find some loose slippery conditions and just so you kind of aren't surprised with it because those looser slippery conditions are going to be on downhill sections so not only are you riding those you're gonna be riding those with your brakes on and that kind of adds to the the challenge but Come with as much experience with that as you can. Uh, where's the start and how do I get there? Well, there's directions on the website that'll uh, get you in through the car car driving portion of that, and you'll end up at the uh, Foothills Trailhead parking. 
And from there, you'll get on a trail called On Ramp, which kind of heads west, and follow that until you get to. Uh, there, there, it'll come to a road, and just up that road to the right, a tiny bit will be the start. It'll be pretty clear if you look at the map on the website, also. Okay, Scott, tell us some things that we should think about getting to the start line. Okay, yeah, it's kind of different based on whether you're on a team or you're an iron teams best idea is just to recruit uh recruit somebody from one of your other um, legs to drive you up there and cheer you on out at least out the parking lot but they might even have time to go out and uh, get you from the start line so um there's a mandatory safety meeting from 7 30 should should be about 15 minutes anyhow it'll take about a half hour up to get up to the parking lot so um ideally shoot for being there about 8 15 and then worst case a half hour for you to get from the parking lot to the start line Walking. getting you yeah <laughs> getting you to the start line by quarter to nine um it's you know you don't want to show up right at nine and not not ready it we we do a head count and everything so it'd be better to have everybody ideally there by eight forty-five. um so with the irons obviously you don't have a team member so if you have you know a friend or spouse or um in worst case you can there's a contact through the website where you can get um linked up with a another local either team or iron to get a ride up there um but and it, we've always been able to get everybody up there so that, that but in the past there has been a shuttle and we're not doing that so just be aware of that if you, you were relying on it don't yeah so bottom line is is you do need to sort that piece out to yep. get yeah okay um can spectators be at the start absolutely yeah and then and actually if they do that go watch the start and then the time that it takes to walk back to the parking lot It'll be not very long of a wait for the first riders will be coming through from the downhill and hitting the road portion so they could kind of spectate twice. Great. And, and I think also just to be clear, there is no way to drive to the start line. No. Yeah. No. The, yeah, it's behind a gate and we'll have that shut there. Yeah, that's. So what, what would be the specific rules that stick out to you for this leg? Well, for one, of course, some safety uh, equipment is required, which is a helmet. And there's more. I mean, I would even suggest more than that. I never really ride without knee pads, especially on that loose rock. Um, your bike needs to be in good shape. I would, if you don't do your own maintenance and do it well, I would swing it by one of the local bike shops or wherever you're from and uh, have it have them take a look at it. I mean, obviously, you're going to need your brakes more than anything. But um, yeah, just that. And it'll make your day much better if your bike is working right. And I have seen in the past some bikes that I'd be terrified to ride, but <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Is is there any kind of trail etiquette or anything like that that people should uh, be aware of? Yeah, I, you know, uh, uh, sometimes people are really good climbers and then a little bit more challenged in the technical stuff. So, um, you know, the, the trail, the route starts off with a road climb. So, you know, you're your um people that specialize in that will get up there and then all of a sudden they're in a single track and and then maybe the people they got in front of might want to pass the the best way to do it and and i'll say in most cases on this trail there's plenty of room to do this safely is if you come up on somebody just let them know as soon as you can hey rider rider um and then as soon if if somebody's coming up behind you as soon as you can pull over and let them uh, let them pass as safely as possible and then keep going and um, follow them close enough to figure out what they're doing better. Yeah. And and I will say also, uh, you know, there's, uh, it, and it somewhat self-sorts itself, but uh, at that start line, you know, the, the burners, the people who are really going to go after it towards the front. And yeah. If you're kind of a novice or unsure, 
you know, feel feel free to kind of set up in the back and get the feel of it. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah, that's usually sorted itself out pretty pretty easily. So um everybody cooperates with that pretty good. Um the only other things to think about are you, you like once you start the race, you need to finish the race on your own. So there's no um external assistance. Obviously if you if you are hurt or or have a mechanical that makes you not be able to finish the race, we're gonna help you out for sure. Um but beyond that, you're kinda on your own. Um the other thing that's super important is no earbuds um, because not only can you not hear that person behind you, you can't hear a course marshal telling you that they, you need to stop for some reason or anything. It's just, and, and when you get on the road, it's absolutely a bad idea because this is a busy, skinny road. Mm-hmm. So you need the, to, the pavements part. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, yeah. you're not going to be able to go quite the speed limit yeah. except for a couple spots. And uh, yeah, no, you need to know what's coming. And, and this does end at what's called Race Central or the hub in, in a fairly busy city yeah. park in the middle of town. So yep. that, that's a good point. Um, will there be any mechanics at the start? No. we. I mean, in the past, there's been a, a, a pump in case you need a little shot of air, no problem. But beyond that, it's, it's really you, you need to come to the start line ready to start. Is there anything else about uh, this leg competitors should know? Well, it's the funnest leg yeah. before, for <laughs> it's, sure. <laughs> it's definitely the hurt. I've heard it called. It's the hurt and big hurt. Oh, and, and uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, no, I just think it's a super fun. I mean, we go ride almost the same route quite often, ex- except for the road part. You know, we'll park up there and just mountain bike it and um, and go up there and ride, you know, the whole area. It's, it's really growing. The DNR is doing an awesome job of just, um, like, expanding the opportunity for everybody around here with that. So yeah, I just encourage you to go check it out and the views are spectacular. They really are. You, you cannot get any better. I I mean, hurricane Ridge, it's, it's right up there with all of that. So it's great. All right, Scott. Uh, I think that pretty much, uh, covers it as always your uh, your sage wisdom and, and advice and your participation in this event it means a lot to the big hurt community port angeles and um always great catching up with you yeah ditto it's a pleasure thanks for listening to the peninsula adventure sports podcast visit peninsulaadventuresports.com to learn more about our events and premier outdoor recreation on the north olympic peninsula On the next episode, Tim chats with the kayak leg organizers for the Big Hurt Adventure Race.